We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The KCSN Live Post Game Show with DJ Kissel and Ken Swanson is about to begin. Best post-game coverage you can find. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Live on the 101 The Fox Facebook page, KC Sports Network's YouTube channel, and tomorrow, well, wherever you find your podcasts. This is the KCN Live Post Game Show with BJ Kissel and Ken Swanson from the Bullpen Bar and Grill in Overland Park. Up, Chiefs Kingdom. Welcome to the Bullpen Bar and Grill out here in Overland Park, Kansas. I'm BJ Kissel. That is Ken Swanson, and we are joined by Tucker Franklin. And we've got some special guests that are going to join us soon to help us break down the Chiefs' 41 to 14 win over the Las Vegas Raiders to put the Chiefs back into first place in the AFC West. Ken. This feels pretty good. This isn't a breakdown today. This is kind of a celebration. It got it got fun in here. It was a lot of it fun was, here at the Kingdom Bar. And just Grill. start clearing out that the game is over, but this was a fun place to be, and this is going to be a fun show. Like I said, we are going to break this thing down for you again. We are here at the Bullpen Bar and Grill, our temporary home until the Kingdom Bar and Grill opens just down the street, 127th in Antioch, and we are going to celebrate with you guys. If you want to come and hang out with us in person at that new bar. Thursday, December 16th, that night game against the Los Angeles Chargers. That is the game that we are going to be at the new spot. So we are looking forward to seeing you guys there on Thursday, December 16th. But for tonight's show, we're going to get to tomorrow's headlines. We have a special guest in KU football's Jared Casey, one of the stars and heroes of last night's 57-56 win 
over the Texas Longhorns. It's going to be fun to talk with Jared. We've got key observations with Maddie Lane and Craig Stout coming up. And then obviously, just like we have been, we'll go to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes press conferences. And then again, just like we always have, if you have questions, comments throughout the show, please let us know. Tucker or Scott will be bringing those questions into us. So whether you're watching on the 101 The Fox Facebook page, our Facebook group, our YouTube page, Twitter, the Twitch, wherever you're at, Please let us know what you guys are thinking, and we'll get to those. But, Kent, let's get into tomorrow's headlines real flat, real quickly. First place, Chiefs. Oh, feels so good to be saying that. A lot of, uh, you know, Raiders fans, Broncos fans, Chargers fan, all were going out and saying a lot about this Kansas City Chiefs team in last place, having their laughs. I think that might be the last laugh that they get the rest of the season kind of feels like this thing is trending the way we all expected the first place Kansas City Chiefs today probably the first place Kansas City Chiefs the remainder of the season you know what else we got to talk about real quick the broken Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes goes 26 of 37 for 247 yards and three touchdowns and a very broken like performance I just don't know like how this team is able to function with this guy (laughs) I mean for for god forbid you know you you, a few incompletions here and there down the field uh, just, just you know, it could have been better, really. It and really it, could have been better today. And it wasn't just that, and we'll get more <laughs> into this with Matt and Craig and everybody later, but on the defensive side of the ball, this was a complete defensive team effort. I thought overall they did a great job uh, throughout this game, harassing Derek Carr, getting pressure on him, making some plays on that side. In the running game, we saw some physicality. saw some great tackling from the defensive back. saw Legereus Sneed. saw a lot of those guys come up and make some really key tackle, open field tackles. Ended up being huge plays in these games. The Packers' performance last week wasn't just because Jordan Love was playing. There was a lot of positive indicators there, and you saw that again. The only two touchdowns this team had or gave up was a short field touchdown, the opening drive of the second half. That was it. That was it for this defense. Really impressive. A lot of good things across the board. Absolutely. You know what a lot of good things we saw across the board yesterday, and this is going to bring us on to our first guest Last night, the football-watching world was watching our next guest and his buddies make headlines down in Austin, Texas, with KU's 57-56 overtime win over the Texas Longhorns. And Jared Casey, the freshman walk-on from Plainville, Kansas, did this, becoming a KU legend forever. Motion Casey over. Daniels in the gun. He looks right. He's flushed out of the pocket to the right. Throwing on the run. It's caught. It's caught. Casey. And Kansas will win. Holy cow. Jared Casey with the play of his life. And the Jayhawks take down Texas. From Plainville, Kansas to Austin, Texas. JD threw it to his right in the bread basket. And he pulled it in. What a play. What a game. The play. For the first time. In program history, the Kansas Jayhawks have won in Austin. You can rock. Chalk it up. The Jayhawks win it. 57 to 56. A Kansas winner with Jared Casey, the unlikely hero on a two-point conversion. I got it before Jared, before we get to the play, I'm going to ask about the celebration also, but everybody, thank you so much. Jared Casey from KU's football joining us live from Lawrence, Kansas. Jared, first, thank you. So congratulations. And then thanks for joining us today. Just how have the last 24, 12, 24 hours been like for you and your teammates? Uh, It's been an unbelievable feeling, really. Uh, Coming back from Austin on the plane last night, uh, just a great feeling on the plane. Uh, We got in at about 4 a.m. this morning. 
uh, just going into the locker room today. Everyone's just all excited. Uh, it's a great feeling around the locker room right now. All right, Jared, I got to ask you, who was the teammate that knocked you out trying to celebrate <laughs> on the way down? Uh, Jeremy Webb. Uh, I got up, I started running, and I didn't expect him to knock me over. Uh, okay. He hit me right in the helmet. So, Jared, were, uh, were you watching the game today? Uh, were you watching this Chiefs game today here? The whole thing, yes. Okay, did, did you see Melvin Ingram knock out Josh Jacobs <laughs> much similarly to the way that you got knocked out after that celebration? <laughs> I did not see that. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah, Melvin Ingram about knocked out uh, with his shoulder. Jer uh, Josh Jacobs on one of the run plays earlier. Uh, Jared, I'm really excited to talk to you today. I want to get your impressions first of this game that you, we just all saw an absolute beatdown of the Kansas City, uh, for, for the Kansas City Chiefs beating down the Las Vegas Raiders. What were your impressions of that game today? Uh, well, first off, I am a Chiefs fan. Yeah, I buddy. Live. I live with a uh, Raiders fan, so <laughs> he, uh, he just went to his room and he, he didn't say nothing. So uh, it was a pretty good feeling. Um, like you guys said, uh, the broken quarterback, Patrick Holmes, like <laughs> that is not a thing, first of all. Like two Super Bowls in a row, obviously they lost the last one. Like people doubting them already and not like they're back in first in one week, so. Jerry, we, we saw the running backs and the tight ends getting involved a lot today. You're kind of a, a fullback tight end hybrid. It was fun to watch Darrell Williams go rise above Jonathan Abram. It was really good to see all those those uh, those non-receivers get involved in the passing game. You're kind of familiar with that after last night, right? Yeah. It, uh, obviously, that was my first catch in my career. I'm more of a blocking guy. I have been used as a blocking guy. And uh, Coach trusted me, and he put me in on that uh, two-point play and. uh I saw those linebackers blitz, and uh, the JD got out to the outside. I came across the middle. I, I waved my hand so big. I knew no one was around me. I, I caught that ball secured as, as much as I could because I knew someone was going to pop me, and I got popped pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> I've got – I gotta ask this too because like I'm in Ken's diehard KU fan. I'm obviously I I told you this earlier when we were texting. Like I'm a K State fan, but like you brought the entire state together. Where everybody's <laughs> like, we can all rally behind what's happening right here. And you had everybody watching that. I just got asked like after the game, like once you kind of had that like holy cow, what just happened actually just happened. Like when you were going through your phone, like how many texts did you have? Like what were the craziest things that you and your teammates have been talking about? You know since you know, that travel back. Um, right when I got on my phone, I really couldn't get on it. So like, oh, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, everything was filled. And then, of course, I see my family FaceTiming me. So I got on FaceTime with them in the locker room. I couldn't hear him. So I went out to the field. Uh, it was just a great moment, really. There was nobody left in the stands. And it was just kind of a, a great moment to take in. Just like, wow, like amazing feeling. And um, but like you said, our teammates, like, we were all hooping and hollering in the locker room. It was a great celebration. I've never seen Coach Leipold get up and down like that before. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it was great. So, uh, you know, you guys you guys got a big win. You, you talked a little bit about the locker room. We just, got, we just saw, got to see a big win from the Chiefs here too. You know, what do you think this can kind of do for the Chiefs and for Kansas propelling off, off of these big wins this week? Really, it's just momentum for the next couple games, uh, you know, like I said, uh, we just got to keep carrying it on. So do the Chiefs, obviously. I mean, they, they got a tough schedule in the next couple of games. 
and we, we, we can't take these next opponents lightly just because we won one game. Like like the coach just said, it's a culture thing. We, we have to expect that we're going to win, and we have to expect that it's going to happen. We just got to keep keep it together, keep our team together, and know that, that if we if we can do that, we'll, we'll pull out some wins. So did you grow up a Chiefs fan? Have you just been a Chiefs fan your whole life? Is that how that works? So my brothers and my dad are actually Raiders fans, which is – also a great feeling for tonight. And I have been a Chiefs fan my whole life. And I've been to multiple games. Uh, my most memorable one is the Texans Chiefs. The uh, year they won the Super Bowl, they were down pretty big in the first quarter. So so what's this, uh, you know, what you, you've seen the Chiefs now pull off three straight wins. They're kind of getting that momentum here a little bit. Um, what, what have you kind of seen from this team the last few weeks as they're kind of starting to build towards, you know, the, the, the playoff run, the big the big stretch of this season? What are you seeing from this team as they're kind of building through this hashtag no loss November? Really, it's just like like our, our just our situation is about belief. Like all the outside people, they don't really matter. Like all the, all the Twitter, the Instagram, that stuff don't matter at all. So, like, whatever everybody else is saying, it, it's like no one else believed that we were going to go to Texas and win. Like, no, nobody but us. Like, um, that, the same with the Chiefs. Like, they're talking about Patrick's not – he's not a quarterback this year. <laughs> he's been throwing interceptions. Like, all that, like, that's just nonsense. You just got to – it's in the team. Yeah, it kind of feels a little foolish to see all the narratives about Patrick Mahomes after we just saw, you know, what we just saw this week. You know, it's uh, – this was a, a, a complete performance, 70% completion, 400 yards, five passing touchdowns. Daryl Williams absolutely mossing Jonathan Abram. What a play. Yeah, I I got to ask you because there's a picture um, that I've seen recently of you, and I know there was one that was making the rounds of you running off doing the horns. There's another picture. I want to get your reaction to this picture right here because I need to know what's happening here. Uh, so in the picture, uh, I know that's Jeff Hawkins and Mav Hawkins. Uh, they're really close to me. Uh, obviously, Jeff played for KU. Mav's going to play for KU uh, eventually when he grows up. But uh, I can ball a little bit, so that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what that picture, uh, that's what that's got going on in there. That, so that, I, that probably wasn't when I was that good. Um, I, I wasn't was good at that, but uh, – See, I don't know if you know this, Jared, but we have a college basketball podcast called Border War that Jeff Hawkins is one of our hosts. So we actually wanted to stop by and say hello because you guys have a little connection in former KU point guard Jeff Hawkins. You guys have a little bit of a connection, but Jeff wanted to come on and uh, and say congrats to your big performance as well. Jared, what's up, big dog? How you doing, man? Doing good. How are you? I'm good, man. I know we were doing a little bit of texting, you know, after the game, man, but... You know, I mean, you know, I just want you to know how proud how proud we are. I know Plainville is uh, is very, very proud for you. Just quickly, man, how how do you feel? I mean, how do you feel about Plainville and, you know, just your thoughts running through Plainville, making that big moment in the game? Like, what are your thoughts about Plainville? Really, it's just a surreal moment. Uh, like, many people probably know I'm from a town of, like, 1,800 people. Yeah. So, um, just a really small town. Um, like I've heard multiple people, they text me, they call me. Or people like screaming my name on the street. I don't even know what what that's <laughs> like. It's just a surreal moment because, like he says, like this small town kid. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make my way. And uh, 
Well, sounds like you, you sound like you definitely made your way, my man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, BJ, what people don't know, man, Jared, man, Jared comes from a ath- I mean, a, a whole family of athletes. Like four okay. sisters are athletic. His other two brothers are athletic. And baby brother here, man, he was a stud in basketball. Well, a, a walking three-point bucket. <laughs> <laughs> we got to see it. We're going to have to see it. We're going to have to see you. Jeff, you got to get him back out there on the court. We got to see it during the offseason. Hope you guys finish your season strong. And Jeff and Jared, we appreciate you guys so much for you. joining us. And Jared, again, congratulations, man. Yeah, enjoy Jared, the moment. Yes. And enjoy. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining us. And again, guys, I think one of my favorite tweets that I saw about this whole thing, Kent, was just that somebody said, like, of you know, Texas athletic program and all the money they have and all the different things that, you know, from a freshman walk on from the University of Kansas, from Plainville, Kansas, to step up and to be like the guy that everybody in the college football world is talking about. It was amazing. It was awesome. It's the perfect story of a blue collar guy just going out and and, and earning opportunities, you know, starting from as a walk on and coming in and doing all that stuff. It's it's such a it's such a refreshing story, kind of similar to the Daryl Williams story a little bit, too, honestly. Yeah, that's cool. Correlations. Both those guys had big days big weekends this year or this week uh you know a couple guys that kind of had to earn all their opportunities undrafted free agent walk on and here we are both these guys daryl williams and jared casey play, making big plays that was jared casey from ku football showing you know what jared casey showed us last night what did he show he us he showed us a lot of leadership characteristics for a young person somebody not quite as young somebody's been around the block a little bit and they know what they're doing is fairway independent mortgage because you know they're a leader Fairway Independent Mortgage makes the home loan process as simple as possible by guiding you through every step, just as they've done for the past 25 years. Call Jennifer Dixon at 816-390-8898. That's 816-390-8898. Great rates and focus on customer service and the fastest turn times in the industry. That is Fairway Independent Mortgage. Can't we do a lot of cool stuff at KC Sports Network? Having a a freshman walk-on from KU, 12 24 less than 24 hours after he makes a play against texas one of the most iconic plays in let's say the last 20 years not get too crazy (laughs) with it of ku football have him on have him talk to a former ku point guard they've got a little connection in basketball cast cool yeah this is fun stuff's cool this is a fun we can talk about the chiefs bopping the raiders look and we haven't even got into it we're going to go to andy reed's press conference as soon as he comes up to the podium which should be coming momentarily and again we will have maddie lane and craig stout to help go through the key observations some of the plays that stood out in this game but kent we talked about it because we're gonna give we're gonna try to give Tucker a platform later because Tommy Townsend <laughs> a fake punt <laughs> like the guy deserves the microphone for this. But at the same uh, time, if anybody was listening to our halftime show, uh, you heard basically Kent prognost. Did you say during the halftime show? I'm pretty sure prognosticating that if somebody goes up over Jonathan Abram, like you were gonna lose your mind. Uh, yeah, I, I, yes, I did. There was not very many things that were gonna get rant positive rant Swanson out, but watching Jonathan Abram get bopped on national television is just an absolute delight. It's a drinking game for the rest of this. Every time we say bop, you got to take a drink. <laughs> well, yeah, we do say that a lot. I think we used that in a tweet earlier today. But, yeah, that was a really that was just a fun play to watch him get Moss. Uh, somehow the the good draft pick, first-round draft pick of the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, somehow uh, he's the good one. But uh, watching him get beat was pretty fun. Really fun game overall. This has been a very, it was just, it was, it was, you know, exercising the demons here a little bit for the Chiefs. Something tells me that Andy Reid's press press conference has begun, and we are going to go to that as soon as we get the feed, and as soon as old Tucker, here we go. 
Let's go to Andy Reid's press conference, thanks to our friends at KCTV5. Likewise, had a little bit of illness before the game. Um, Good. Really, everybody else. Are we? They played. Um, hats off to the fans. Uh, what a great job they did. Um, I'm saying the Chief fans, and uh, they were here in numbers. <clears throat> a lot of red. Uh, we felt that and appreciated it. Uh, listen, defensively, I thought we really came out with a great game plan, and the guys executed uh, very well. Uh, Legarius, I mean, his tackling was a was all part of that. Uh, Are they so oh. John Reed um, was around the quarterback all night. I mean, you know, everybody, I, everybody had a piece of this. So I just I thought the defense really really played well. Offensively, we were um, we likewise we were able to. Uh, do some good things and a lot of numbers, you know, Pat, a lot of numbers, um, you know, for Tyreek and Kels and, and then Daryl Williams. I mean, had over a hundred yards uh, receiving, which I thought was great. Third downs were great. Both sides of the ball, but third downs on the offensive side were, were good too. Um, and then special teams, uh, special teams, I thought did a solid job the whole night. And then you had in the fake punt, um, That was uh, Andy Reid, his press conference. We might try to bring it back here in a second. Thanks to KCTV Vive uh, again for their feed. Uh, that is uh, initial thoughts from Andy Reid on this game so far. Yeah, I was talking about Darrell Williams had a good game, had, I think, 21 yards. We were talking about during the thing, was that the longest run for the Chiefs so far this season? I think it has to be close. I mean, we they don't really have generated a lot of, us, of explosive but... run plays. No, I, I think McColl might have had a couple big ones down the field, but for the running back position, they haven't. All right, we'll go right back to Andy Reid's press conference again. Thanks to our friends at KCTV5. Um, yeah, there's a risk involved, but the, we thought the benefit was, was even greater. I mean, so. Andy, you, you thought you were pretty close. Yeah, well, I mean, there's such a rivalry between the Raiders and and the Chiefs, so it's it's a you know it's obviously a good one to get for the guys. Uh, Rich on the other side of it is battling his tail off, and so are his players. So um, working working through all of this, and um, but it, it, listen, it's a it's a good one to get against a talented football team. And um, we've got so much room to improve still. And, uh, but we have a little bit of season left to do that. So we're going to keep chopping away at this thing and making ourselves the best we can be um, as it goes on. Yeah, so that's good for today. And then you got to get back on it and, and get going. Um, I mean, I appreciate you saying it, but I, you're just as in this league. You're just as good as your next next game, and and uh, we're seeing this every every Sunday and Thursdays and and Monday nights. Uh, the parity in this league is ridiculous, and so you have to stay on your game, and you have to continue to work to get better and eliminate some of the mistakes that we had tonight. I mean, you got to keep that going and um, enjoy it because they're hard to get. But um, just know where you're at and what this league's all about right now. What about Patrick tonight and the rhythm that he was in, especially considering the past? Yeah. 
Well, Gus Bradley does a heck of a job defensively, and they've got talent on that side of the ball. And they've gotten after they've they've gotten Pat a couple different times. And so I thought he just was so disciplined and how he handled everything um, uh, with the football and and then in the run game, making the making that work too. Um, so uh, you know, and the offensive line, that, that's a good defensive front. They they did a nice job of protecting them. Yeah, they got after each other. I mean, that was kind of fun to watch that. So, um, and, and the effort was intense there so on both on both guys. Um, Crosby, he's a good good football player. Um, but yeah, it was good to see. I mean, to have that, uh, to have him here uh, means a lot, especially when he had been a starter, to stay strong mentally, to be able to step in and do that. I, you know, my hat's off to him on that. Um, two, two questions. One, real quick. Uh, Tyron I took everybody out. Um, Tyron, I don't know, he might have an ankle or a little something, but I took them all out at that time. So but I don't think it's anything serious. Yeah, he blended it a little bit. So uh, between uh, cover four and um, single safety middle zone. And listen, that's kind of where the whole thing started. So they, they you know, they've done a good job against us the last few years. And so um, just playing zone. But he mixed it in. He mixed a little bit of quarters. He mixed some heavy three. And then <clears throat> man, man to man with different doubles taking place. So he had a, he had a nice game plan on that. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, that you have to develop your own personality. Every team's different every year. And so, yeah, you, you can't worry about the expectations and all that stuff. You got to get down to the nitty gritty and build it. And so our guys have kind of done that and um, they're getting to know each other better. Uh, and we've got we to keep plugging away, you know. So it's a good one to get, though. Uh, but I, I think you're Probably spot on on that. Yeah. Andy, uh, Pat is in the first sort of prolonged swamp or whatever you want to call it. What told you? What did you see from him before? Do you think he's going to sooner or later come out of the other side? Yeah. So, listen, Adam, I mean, um, Frazier does a million different studies for us, right? And Pat's lot lasted longer than any quarterback in the history of the game without a slump, right? And so it's going to happen. There's going to be a little something that, that it doesn't go your way. And it's important that you power through it, stay confident, and, you know, keep, keep firing. And so um, that's how he's wired. And, and you knew he was going to get, get through the ups and downs um, just by, by the way he handles himself. And that's what we all – I mean, we, we're all watching him, right? So – you said early on uh, this season that you'd be happy when all three phases are playing uh, together on the field. 
Yeah, listen, it, this probably goes for any team in this league, but if all three phases are clicking, then you're going to be tough to stop. So, um, but we, you were coming out of this and we've got room to improve. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the, these guys are, they're under, they believe in that. They, they think that's how they come out to, to practice. They've got a confidence bomb, but they're, you know, they, they understand that if we put it all together, then good things can happen. So. Last word. Uh, Coach, I'd love to talk a little bit more about the offensive line, especially with Randall Brown. Uh, two weeks ago against uh, I mean, the Titans, uh, a couple weeks ago, they gave up four sacks. The last couple of weeks, they've only given up you know, one sack and that type of thing. How comfortable are you seeing the tackle behind this offensive line? Yeah, well, you guys asked us during training camp. I mean, it takes a little bit of time for those guys to gel. It's five guys all kind of dancing the same dance, and they've got a uh, – it takes time. It takes snaps. And so, um, you know, they're, they're working through everything that they, they need to. They've got a great attitude about them. Heck is a, is a heck of a football coach, no pun intended. So we, we just keep keep pounding through this. Last two, Jared. Uh, just backtrack for a second. When you think about – Kind of how the game flowed, ebb and flow, the rhythm. How important was it to, for him, even from a confidence standpoint, yeah. to, to get off to a, a quick start? And, uh, yeah. No, that helps. I mean, he did last week too. So Jared, he he came out and we, we moved it right along. And then he had another one of those series just before half. And then he had it at the end of the game, um, you know, where he made a couple of nice plays. So, um, but. For, I think for any quarterback, I, I think it's important that uh, you can kind of start and, and develop some rhythm uh, in the game. And I, I think he, you know, he did that today. Um, so I, it's important, yes. Last one, Nate. And you referred to defense earlier, but in this three-game winning streak, is there something that you can point to that, that shows you that the defense is trending in the right direction with, I guess, the most impressive you? Yeah, I think they're playing well together, communicating well, which is so important on defense. There's always adjustments taking place. I mean, these offensive guys in this league are, are you know, they're smart guys, and they try to get you out of position with their calls, motion shifts. And and so um, to make those adjustments, they, the, the back end and front end, to make everything happen the right way, to still cover all the gaps and all the zones in the back end, um, you, you got to be sharp. It's endless hours with that. So they do a million walkthroughs going through this and, and, uh, you know, you got to do it like that. So, and they, 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 they're getting better at that. Thank you. Thanks. All right. That was Andy Reed following the chiefs, bopping the Raiders 41 <laughs> to 14. Take a drink for everybody who's listening. And we appreciate, again, everybody for listening and welcome <laughs> to the show, The Big Institution with his Emprise Bank koozie, drinking something delicious, I'm sure. Mr. Craig Stout, how are we doing this evening, my friend? Well, the Chiefs just kicked the crap out of the Raiders, so I'm doing <laughs> phenomenally right now. I am just, I, I am amazing. I could not be better than I am right now. That's why Kansas City Chiefs dominated on all three phases. It was wonderful. It really was, Craig, and it was kind of funny. You know, we 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 had you know some talking points we wanted to ask you about, and one of them happened to be something that Andy Reid brought up during his press conference. <laughs> Talked about throwing a lot of cover three at the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's something we wanted to talk about with you as well. 
Yeah, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, facing a Gus Bradley defense that loves to run cover three really came out with a game plan to attack that threw a lot quick to the flats, threw a lot of stuff underneath, a lot of play action stuff against static cover three and attacked up the seams as well. They even got some guys loose and behind that defense, not something that they traditionally do against cover three, but you saw the way that it worked for Daryl Williams. This is one of the best performances, and I've done the research, bear with me, I've done the research, of a running back in the Andy Reid era here. This is only the fourth time that a running back has had over 100 receiving yards in a game for Andy Reid. Yes, believe it or not, just one from Kareem Hunt, one from Spencer Ware, and one from Jamal Charles against the Raiders. We all remember that one, but... This was a great performance by Darrell Williams and a great game plan to get him out quick to the flat, get uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes operating to the flat quickly as well. Greg, we want to keep you here right now, but Tyron Matthew is at the podium. So we're going to pop in to Tyron Matthew at the podium again, following the Chiefs 41 to 14 win. We'll be right back, Craig, to continue to break down the Chiefs defense and the rest of this win with you. Let's go to Tyron Matthew again. Thanks to our friends at KCTV5. I mean, yeah, I'm not necessarily looking back, um, you know, and, 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 you know, being to the last two Super Bowls, they don't crown champions in October, you know, in November. Um, so, you know, like I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, we know it's going to take some time, you know, uh, in the last couple of years, it's taken us, you know, quite some time to kind of start clicking, but uh, we believe in it. And I think that at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Yeah. Talk about the resilience of the team. Of course, when you mentioned 2019, you all had that loss to the Chargers, and you kind of to yeah, man, we got a strong team. We got a strong character. Um, you know, I think our coaches are, you know, well-seasoned, you know, and experienced. And so, uh, you know, we know that we have a chance and we, and we have a shot. You know, every time we prepare uh, each and every week. Um, and, and at the end of the day, all this, it comes down to execution. You know, um, and that's and that falls on the players. Um, and, and I thought tonight we executed the right way. Um, and I thought our coaches did did, did did what they needed to do as well. Most definitely. I think we're going to continue to get better. Um, you know, just like the last couple of seasons, I, I see us being one of the better defenses, you know, when it matters the most late in the season. I mean, listen, man, I think, you know, I think it's always going to be people kind of nitpicking and, you know, everybody has expectations for the Kansas City Chiefs, um, you know, being, being that we went to the last couple Super Bowls. Um, but, I mean, this game is hard. You know, it's ebbs and flows, it's ups and downs. and um, But I, I wouldn't want to be in this with, with nobody else. Um, you know, I think Spags is, is, is one of those guys I would want in my foxhole. And, you know, I could go on and on. Um, so those are the things that we believe in. And um, so that's what we're going to continue to believe in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the football guards was on my side. I think I was supposed to have that interception. So <laughs> I, think, I think he was just looking out for me, man. But... Um, you know, that, that, that's another thing, man. You know, you got when you got guys playing fast, um, you know, we can make up for others' mistakes. And I think we're, we're, I think we're trending towards that. You know, even when we do mess up, 
um, is somebody back there that could kind of make it right, or somebody up front that could disrupt it. So, um, but yeah, I thought, you know, I, 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 football gods, man. Okay. Yeah, Tyron, uh, Andy Reid opened up saying half off to the fans here. Uh, fans, we talked to you called this Arrowhead Fest. What did it feel yeah. like down there on the field? Oh no, nah, it was it was real. You know, I think you know, obviously, you know, during the national anthem, and you know, um, you know, obviously, I was expecting to hear "Home of the Raiders," but uh, I think "Home of the Chiefs" was kind of drowning them out. So uh, we knew that we were, uh, you know, we knew we had a lot of support in the building, and you know, our fans travel well. And I think anytime they, you know, really support us, uh, you know, that, that gives us that extra confidence as well. I mean, he's coming into his own. I know he's probably, you know. All right, that was Tyron Matthew talking with media again following the Chiefs' 41-14 to win. Uh, they don't crown champions in October. Just got me <laughs> excited when I heard that. And you guys know how I feel about Tyron. I that, Keep that dude in Kansas City. I don't <laughs> Different oh. discussion for a different day. Hey, Craig, <laughs> uh, we got a lot to talk to you about. Uh, one of the things, and Tyron Matthew was a big part of that third down defense, a lot of good things, front end to back end, good communication, good execution across the board. That was a really strong performance specifically on that third down. Yeah, uh, Chiefs on third down, believe it or not, negative three yards allowed. Wow. That's what they did on the day. The only third down conversion that the Raiders had was on the very first drive of the game on a third and one. That was a five-yard run. The Chiefs had an interception on third down, had two sacks on third down, just were absolutely locked down on the day on third down. One of seven is incredible. You don't see that sort of performance out of anybody. You just don't. And so this is several weeks in a row now that we've seen the Chiefs defense play really, really well on third down. It's something that you definitely have to look forward to now. It's something that I think is a legitimate thing. Like, I believe that this is something that the Chiefs defense is doing well. Steve Spagnuolo is doing well. They're winning on that money down right now. Can you say that stat again, very slowly and deliberately on the third down stat? Uh, that was negative three yards on the day allowed on third down. Negative that's three. I thought Crazy. that's what you said, and I was like, just want to make sure that that hits home that's crazy that's insane that's insane that's a great stat uh and you know there's like a there's a lot of players that we could talk about today and there's one in particular that you wanted to bring up big game for him probably his best game as a chief jaron reed big sack big plays really solid performance from him we have heard nothing but positives about jaron reed from this coaching staff since he signed on the things that he was allowing chris jones to do the things that he was allowing, you know, Frank Clark to do. We, we've just heard lots of very positive things about Jaron Reed, and they haven't always produced results. But we've seen a couple weeks now, Jaron Reed with a couple pressures. This was by far his best game as a chief. Landed a quick sack on a third down. An absolutely lightning quick sack in the backfield. Pressured Derek Carr, then had another one on the Dirty Dan interception where Derek Carr just pops it up. Basically, Dirty Dan's feeling a punt out there in the dime defense. An awesome performance. We actually got to see Chris Jones play at defensive end a little bit earlier on in this game, partially because Jaron Reed, once again, playing pretty well. They kicked Chris Jones inside. He's very effective there. 
we're starting to see what the coaching staff was talking about with Jaron Reed earlier on this season. Yeah, it wasn't just Jordan Love last week, I think, is what we learned. And, you know, there's been a lot of little little things here and there. I think you've seen some in, on both sides of the football, you know, some things starting to come together. And I think this is a representation of just that is, you know, you saw last week, Jordan Love. Yeah, they, they got they, they, they messed with Jordan Love and they had it. But this team is this team is trending in the right direction defensively. I, I mean, Dan Sorensen got an interception, Craig. Of course he did. It's a divisional game. That's what he does. He, he's awesome in divisional games. I, uh, listen, you should, you should play him 100% of the snaps in divisional games. He, he'll have an interception. We know this to be true. I mean, his best games are against the division. So, sure. Craig, we're going to have all of your takes uh, and more on the KC Laboratory live show, 6.30 tomorrow on the KC Sports Network YouTube, Twitch, Twitter account, all of those good places. I cannot wait to talk to you more tomorrow. Thank you for jumping on tonight, though. Yep, great to be on after the Chiefs are leading the division. Feels good to say that. Feels really good to say that. And if you don't catch him tomorrow on the KC Laboratory, you can also catch his stuff tomorrow morning in the KCSN newsletter, our Substack newsletter that comes out that you can subscribe subscribe to for free. Or if you want the really in-depth stuff for $50 a year, you can subscribe to that and get a newsletter every morning from Kent, Craig, Maddie, myself, sprinkled in a little bit there (laughs) along with some Tucker. So again, appreciate everybody for tuning in. We are coming to you live from the bullpen bar and grill, uh, which was absolutely lit during the games cleared Mm -hmm. out a little bit now, but appreciate everybody for tuning in again. If you haven't, please subscribe, follow our channels. We appreciate your support as we are less than or just about six months, a little over six months into this new endeavor at KC sports network. We appreciate all of your support and we will go to Maddie lane. Talk about some key observations from this game. We'll go to Patrick Mahomes press conference. Conference. As soon as that begins, we've already heard from Andy Reid and Tyron Matthew, and we talked with KU hero Jared Casey, the freshman walk-on who caught the two-point conversion last night to give KU the win over Texas. We talked to him earlier in the show, but right now it is time for one of our special weekly segments in the Big Cedar Golf Best Drive of the game. And before we tell you which drive it was, let's take a quick look at what makes Big Cedar your go-to golf destination. All right, Kent. Early in the third quarter, 17-14 was the score. Chiefs go 13 plays, 82 yards, and it finish, finishes with going for it on fourth down, and everyone knew the ball was obviously going to Noah Gray. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course I mean, that was. You know, and three red zone targets for Noah Gray on that possession. I mean, this was a big one for the Chiefs because, you know, the Raiders went down. They scored their first possession of the second half pretty easily too. a big explosive play chiefs needed a response. So what they do long sustained drive 17 plays. Uh, I think that was the Tyree Kump, f- Tyree kill fumble drive as well too, uh, where he picked the yep. ball back up. Um, there was a lot of little things like that was kind of fortuitous moment. That was, you know, some of the plays that have been maybe the, 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 the 50, 50 balls that haven't been going the chiefs way at a very high clip. That one did. Yep. Then they go and convert that, that you know, things kind of look disjointed down in, in the, in the end goal situation, finally come out of it. With that really nice conversion to uh, to Noah Gray on a sweet little uh, little pot pass there to him, so a really nice possession drive 
a crucial one for this game. And, you know, honestly, the Chiefs didn't need any more points that night, but <laughs> the rest of the night, but that was a big response. Yeah, and I loved, and I remember looking over to you at the early, the first third down on that drive, third and four, they went to Demarcus Robinson. Mm-hmm. It just felt like one of those times you have to go down and break down the play, I guess, when we see where everybody was lined up. Yeah. But there was no hesitation. It was just like, here's what the defense is doing. D-Rob's the guy to go to. And the guy that we're going to go to right now is Patrick Mahomes because he's at the podium, again, thanks to our friends at KCTV5. Shooting right through the line of scrimmage. Um, it was kind of just letting it out to know that, I mean, we, that was a big touchdown and got the momentum back in our favor. Patrick, you said, um, you know, this is probably the best offensive game since the Philadelphia game. How comfortable did you feel tonight with that offensive line? You got five touchdowns. You weren't uh, you weren't packed at all. And then on top of that, obviously, yeah, no, it was um, – I mean, they've been doing a good job these last few weeks. Um, they've been doing a great job. And this is a great defensive line with the great pass rushers. I've had a great season, and, and they stepped up to the challenge. I mean, Wiley came came in and battled the entire game against Crosby. Uh, I thought Orlando did a great job um, uh, against Yannick. I mean, the two great players. And then the, the interior guys just did a great job in the run game, screen game, everything. Um, and so I think as the season's gone on, you've seen how you kind of come together as a unit offensively and then – they get an understanding of how I do my drops because I'm obviously different than a lot of guys in this league. And then also, and then also when you look at it, um, you know, you, you were trying to think what the defense gave you. You didn't have any rush attempts at all. I mean, was that something conscious being adjusted to decide not to run tonight because there were some lanes open for you? Yeah, I think it, uh, there was nothing. I didn't necessarily. I didn't know that, so I, I wasn't necessarily trying to not run run or anything like that. I was going to run the one I threw to Daryl, um, but uh, I think it was just the guys were getting open. I mean, guys were beating double teams. Uh, guys were getting open in their zone coverages, um, and I was getting the ball to them. And then you saw Daryl and these backs were making plays happen out in space. And so um, whenever they're, they're catching the ball like that out of the backfield and then adding another option, it's definitely another uh, kind of u- uh, utility thing that I can use in this offense. Go ahead. Patrick, um, on the play you just talked about, just how close did you feel like you were to the line of scrimmage? Oh, I knew I knew I was close. I, I, that's the first thing I said when I got to the sidelines. I was I behind the line of scrimmage um, because – I, I kind of I, I hit through the middle and like I, I was I was I was pretty committed on it. I was about to try to run and then I kind of what took my eyes there is I think it was I can't remember if it was Trav or one of the receivers Pringle maybe that I think it was Trav that was running across the field and I was going to shoot shoot it to him and then out of my peripheral I saw Daryl and I actually underthrew it a little bit um, but uh, I mean he tells me he can catch Daryl does but I, I I guess I guess I, I see that he can so uh, he made a big big time play over a, a good player. I think it was. I think it was in pregame. I mean, you could just feel the energy uh, from the guys. I mean, everybody was ready to go this game. Um, we obviously haven't offensively played the way we wanted to, but we've been finding ways to get wins. And so I think guys have been just steady with the process of getting better and better. Um, and um, I thought pregame you could feel that energy, and I think guys wanted to be on Sunday Night Football playing in a stadium like this against a team like that. Yeah. Hey, Patrick, what did you say that you got your groove back? I mean, do you feel like a, a, a relief after? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the uh, Shane Bouchelle came up to me and showed me this video with this kid, and he was saying I got my swagger back. And so uh, that that was something that was kind of my like motto this week. And I think uh, the whole team kind of got that swag back, and uh, we got we're gonna try to keep that thing rolling. Patrick, uh, three tough weeks for you in the offense. What, what told you that that's not really who you were? You guys were gonna come out. Yeah, I mean, I think it just comes with uh, we've done it before. I mean, we've done it these last few seasons. We were doing it at the beginning of this season. We were moving the ball and, and making a lot of stuff happen. We were just turning the ball over. Um, and then we went, kind of went through a, a little little spell where we weren't 
weren't making these drives and continuing these drives, we were still finding ways to win. Um, and so uh, I knew it was gonna, we were going to click back into it. I've been saying it for weeks. I was like, we're going to find it. I mean, it, we have the guys. We have too many guys that work hard. We have too many great coaches that put in the time um, that we're going we're gonna to find a way to get stuff going. And if the defense is playing like that, I mean, uh, don't let that get overlooked of how they're playing. I mean, it, that's going to make us a great football team. He showed it to me like in the in the QB room. We were watching film like Monday or Tuesday. So he, he was he was saying because I, I was saying I need to get I was like I need to get my my swag back. And he showed me that video, and I, I, that was like the mojo the, the video of the week. Because it was it, it was kind of the thing where the I think the question was they were trying to say what was wrong with the team, um, and uh, they went had a big win. And he said that said that uh, I think I got my swagger back, and I was like man, that's what we're gonna do on Sunday. So uh, we we got the win now. How how can we keep that swag going? Yeah, they were dialing it up. I mean, I thought they did a great job um, of marrying the run in the pass game. Um, we had we had plays that we ran early in the game, kind of like the touchdown to Pringle that set up plays uh, later. Um, so I mean, it was it was a thing of they were marrying up the run in the pass game really well. They were they were calling plays to get guys open. Um, versus every, both coverages, really the two, three coverages that the, the, the team with the, the – I almost said Chargers – the Oakland was was doing. Um, and so uh, whenever they're calling plays like that, it makes it my job a lot easier. No, it's all it's always something new. I mean, obviously we're a different football team. I mean, uh, we have a lot of the same pieces, but we have new guys. And I think with the offensive line, uh, how they're playing right now, um, and to add on with the guys that are stepping up and making plays week in and week out, um, we're going to, we're trying to be our own version of the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, we we know that it's what it takes because we've been in the Super Bowl games and stuff like that. Um, but I think we kind of went back these last few weeks and kind of went back to the, let's just take it day by day. Let's not worry about the Super Bowl right now. Let's figure out how we can make ourselves better as a team each and every day. And I think that's what you've seen these last three weeks of, of finding ways to get wins. Last little Yeah, we, we called a play, I think it was three, two or three plays before that where uh, we had a run play called. And uh, it, was, it was the same thing, marrying the plays. It was the same where we had that action. And I kind of carried out that fake. And I saw the corner and the safety kind of bite down on me, trying to trying to stop the run, obviously. And so um, when I went back to the sideline, I, I kind of I told Coach Reed, like, hey, if it, we – That was Patrick Mahomes, again, following the Chiefs' 41-14 bopping of the Las Vegas Raiders. Take a drink. And – I was looking at the stats, 14 of 22 for 208 yards and three touchdowns in the second half for Patrick Mahomes. And that includes the touchdown to Noah Gray that we were talking about earlier that was the Big Cedar Golf best drive of the game. And we know that Big Cedar Lodge is quickly becoming known as America's next great golf destination with some of the best design courses in the country nestled down in the Ozarks. It's exactly what you need when you know you need to know it. <laughs> when you need to know it Ozark National Big Cedar Paynes Valley Buffalo Ridge Top of the Rock BigCedar.com Plan your trip now Even with my read It's in that drink
Uh, Diet yeah. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Hey, Mahomes closed that thing out. I think it was actually don't like the ball handling in the play action took Noah Gray was actually really, really impressive. I don't take, I mean, just how athletic he is able to, you know, to, to throw with the, with his body. You are the biggest, stuff. Sorry to cut you. You're the biggest Patrick Mahomes yeah, person ever. You talk about the greatest, I, I, look, I nerd out the about the greatest play action fake. I nerd out about the littlest things. I nerd out about the littlest things. And I thought it was really nice ball placement uh, out of the fake. You know, he does, he just throws athletically and he's just able to kind of control. The, you know who the else ball nerds ball. out yep. about things? Who? Maddie Lane. Oh, let's yeah. welcome <laughs> Maddie Lane. on. <laughs> are you sleeping? <laughs> Maybe it's late here, BJ. It's happy, late out there, but I think we just woke you up. Happy Monday, Maddie. No, no, I was I was laughing because you know the introduction is I I, I just get to nerd out about things. Yeah, I was I was mid laugh. <laughs> yes, uh, you, you do get to nerd out a little bit, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to nerd out about this offense this week. Really good rhythm. Uh, dare I say swagger, as Patrick Mahomes just said in the uh, in the post game press conference, Maddie. Yeah, absolutely. In the second half, especially, I mean, they were playing confidently. Like they, they did the entire game, but especially the second half, I think you saw the Raiders kind of get back into what they're comfortable with. They Gus Bradley started going with a little bit more cover three, cover one stuff, and it felt the Chiefs feel really good. And they started throwing the ball downfield. You could just tell they were feeling it. But early in the game, it was the rhythm they were playing with. The ball was coming out quick. They were getting the ball up and down the field. So you just it just felt differently from the get-go. Like the Chiefs kind of figured out what they wanted to do versus these softer shell defenses they'd been saying. Yeah, I think Mahomes is a big credit to that. And, you know, working down and getting the ball out of his hands and getting some really good dump-offs to Darrell Williams even. Like the timing and stuff of that looked a lot better. And didn't look as forced as it did against the Packers. But, you know, the I think one of the, you know, the things that doesn't need to, it doesn't need to get overlooked here uh is is the, is the Chiefs offensive line I think played really good across the board I think they had a really solid performance they really did and I think everyone's going to talk about Andrew Wiley versus Max Crosby and he did a good job like he really did do a great job the Chiefs sent a lot of help over there but that's expected when you have your third string right tackle versus a guy that had been the most product productive edge rusher <laughs> in the NFL up to this point so they did good there, but it's Orlando Brown versus Yannick Ngakwe. That's the one that really caught my attention because that's a nightmare matchup for Orlando Brown. Yeah. That's just a speed rusher yep. with a great inside hand. That's what has usually hurt Orlando Brown in the past. And the fact that he was able to run him up the arc multiple times was fantastic. It gave Patrick Mahomes the time to make some of these throws. So big kudos to the offensive line because I think this could have looked a lot worse had they played like they did against the Titans or some of the games earlier in the year. It seemed like Orlando Brown kind of caught up to the speed of that game of, of Yannick as the game went on. I think he got beat a little bit early, but I think he really kind of came into his own as the game went on. Yeah, and Mahomes has been doing a better job stepping up, so yeah. he's making it a little mm -hmm. bit easier for these tackles these last couple weeks. But you can also tell guys are getting more comfortable blocking deeper into the pocket. They're starting to get a feel for where he's going to be. He's getting a feel for where they're going to be. And I think you see him starting to believe that that inside shoulder of the tackle is going to be safe so he can actually step up a little bit. So you're saying it just took a little bit of patience is all <laughs> we needed for everything to come together 10 weeks into the season. But uh, patience was something that the Raiders offense was trying to get Darren Waller involved early. It didn't happen. I think he had two catches for 11 yards in the first half. What happened throughout this game that you saw and how the Chiefs were able to combat Darren Waller? Darren Waller ended the game with four catches for 24 yards against a team that had not been great against tight ends over the past couple of years. They don't have a tight end stopper. 
and they stopped Darren Waller, who a lot of people are calling, you know, the second best tight end in the NFL right now. And what you saw is Tyron Matthew got a lot of man coverage on him early in the game when he was playing on the inside. You saw Rashad Fenton especially do a really good job on him on the outside. But the Chiefs were just able to take him away essentially by allowing some of their better, more physical cover guys go at him. And I was just surprised it worked so well. I thought all these Brian Edwards plays over the middle of the field that he was having a lot of success on, thought the Raiders would do that with Darren Waller from the beginning. But we saw that one drive in the second half. Tyron Matthew was making great plays on the ball when they were throwing to Waller over the middle of the field. So it just the Chiefs had a good game plan to find him. And I think Matthew and Fitton especially did a good job handling him. Yeah, I don't know if it was quieter, Darren Waller or Raider Cody's Twitter account tonight. Find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina, Maddie Lane. We will talk to you tomorrow on the KC Laboratory Live show on Monday, 6.30 p.m. Arrowhead time. Thank you, my friend, for spending some time with us, and have a nice Monday. <laughs> oh, I will, and uh, you know, enjoy that uh, bopping of Raiders Cody that you keep throwing out there, Kent. <laughs> That's another bop. That's another drink. And so we've got about five minutes left on this show. So anyone out there who's still listening, whose questions, comments, concerns, things that we have not yet discussed that you want us to discuss, let us know what those are. Scotty will bring those up to us and we will react to those in this moment. But either way, you got to feel good for the Chiefs going into a huge game against the Dallas Cowboys, which a tale of two weeks. We talk about a tale of two parts of the season. You feel really good about the Chiefs now. Cowboys go and get bopped. The Denver Broncos, and they come out and just play like their hair is on fire. That's gonna be a big one next week with the Chiefs going into the bye. Always a little extra motivation knowing you're gonna get that extra week, especially with Thanksgiving coming up. It's gonna be huge. Well, both yeah, both teams coming off of very very big wins, getting getting right and getting things back on track for them. And and this is a big one for the Chiefs too. This is the last leg of the hashtag. <laughs> No loss November. And it's big for the Chiefs because, hey, they win this game. They get a bye week. They go 7-4 and four into the bye week. Andy Reid after byes, we know all about that. And in a stretch where it's a lot more manageable. It's a lot of in-division teams. Uh, there's a lot of in-division games. There's four in-division games remaining left. Uh, so this is, you know, this is, a, this is a crucial stretch. This is a crucial game coming up for the Chiefs. It can be really big for them heading into the bye for sure. Absolutely. Again, Chiefs 41-14 win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Hernandez, how worried should we be about Kelsey's health? He seems super banged up. Yeah. Uh, Derek, he has seemed like this for about three years now, it seems like, and he still figures out a way to go out there and look more athletic and look smoother than everybody else. And then it's kind of like that Willie Rofe back in the day, like in between plays. Yeah. It's like his body can't work. <laughs> but when the whistle in between the whistle, he just figures it out. He puts it aside and goes out there and makes plays. But I definitely think it's a load management type of yeah. deal between now moving forward. And hopefully they can give themselves a little bit of a breather where they don't feel like he has to be out there quite as much. And I, I don't want to make too much of a couple of plays, but it seemed like they weren't forcing. This is just initial observation. Didn't feel like they were forcing it necessarily to Kelsey or to Hill in certain high leverage situations that we had seen in the past. Mm -hmm. And the, the play that jumps out to me was the Demarcus Robinson one. Cause yeah. whatever look Mahomes got, he said, you know what? Third and four high pressure situation. I'm just going to D Rob, which I thought was a great sign that he had comfortability of here's where I go with the ball based on what I see. Mm -hmm. Not I've got to get the ball to one of these two guys. Cause the only ones who can make a go make a play. Well, and I think about, yeah, you know, there's a couple of situations we saw maybe Noah gray that would have was mm -hmm. lining up in some situations you may have seen Travis Kelsey North. Now the game was a little bit more out of hand. So I think this was a, it was a two score game at this point, but 
you know, maybe there is a little bit, to your point, a little bit more load management. And that's why the, the buy is going to be really important here moving forward, too. Yeah. It, getting the buy later in the season, probably not great for the players that want to break early, but yeah. you'd much rather have it later in the season yeah. like the Chiefs are getting now, Absolutely. especially after you're playing well. and You can kind of have that nice break. Mm-hmm. But you need to finish it off with that win against the Dallas Cowboys. And that should be a fun one. I've, we've talked about this on the show before, but a 325 kickoff at Arrowhead Stadium. I don't think they can move games at this point, but right so. now 325. So that's going to be a fun tailgate game. And Chiefs Kingdom should absolutely be uh, feeling good for that one. Yeah, this should, I think this is this might be the biggest game of the year. This might be the biggest game. This is a big defining moment for this team. We've seen them build up, have a really solid, you know, three straight wins here. An opportunity to put this thing, you know, put get get a ton of momentum into the bye week and into the remainder of the season. It could be massive for this team. All right. It's a good team. Question here. Would it be better for CEH to be out longer to get healthier? Ooh, that's a good question. That I, is a good question. I don't I actually kind of like the idea of getting him a few snaps, getting his feet wet back into it going into the bye week so he can kind of get the rust off, yeah. get a little bit, and then get used to the get warmed up, kind of get hot. And then play a game and then get over like the lactic, like all the stuff the next day and just get kind of back into the rhythm. But obviously, a load management for a running back means you carry an extra, you keep Derek Gore up on active. Not to get too nerdy into it, but you keep an extra running back up if you're not going to give him a full load. How do you do that with the different backs and who's up and all that kind of stuff? I think they can figure that out decently. And they've got some bottom of the roster guys that they might be a little bit full, you know, like Dan Brown. We got Dan, they acquired Dan Brown for LaRonde Duvernay. He was inactive today. If they need to move some roster guys, they can move some roster guys. But I like the idea of getting Clyde Edwards Lair involved. Yes. BJ rocking the red and blue nail. Oh. I'm like, I am like Anchorman. I just read it before I even know what I'm reading. I did it earlier and it wasn't even a question mark in the middle of my trying to get the big cedar. Yes, I have a four year old daughter and she painted my nails. Okay. So we saw that earlier. My toenails are orange. My hands are red and blue. Had nothing to do with KU. Just worked out that way. Dad of the year. I'm not the only. Every dad that has a daughter has probably done that before. Uh, Br- Braden Holisek. Uh, what do you think was the issue on that TD to Brian Edwards placing Hitchens in coverage like that or Thornhill not reading Carr's eyes? I actually have some thoughts there. It was a really great design by the Raiders, honestly. So what they did is they motioned the running back outside of that bunch formation. And what it did is it occupied your outside corners here. So now you're playing verticals with your middle field defenders. And the plate Chiefs are playing zone, which was confirmed when, when the running back went out, too high structure. And so the back, you know, the linebackers got to carry that vertical. And the the you kind of watch. There's another alternative angle. They did a really good job. Kind of a, it was like a slow play release and then a burst to the middle of the field. Anthony Hitchens. That's not his strength. That's not where you want him. And I mean, it's just a really great, really great design by the Raiders. Honestly, they created space. Sometimes you just tip your cap. Yeah, say. that's. I mean, that's that's the nature of this game. They're 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 professionals too. They're paid. To, they're paid to 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 beat the Chiefs. You know right. so. Again, we appreciate everybody for tuning in, whether you were watching on the 101 The Fox Facebook page, the KC Sports Network powered by the Chiefs Kingdom Facebook group, the Twitch, YouTube, Twitter. Where else are we streaming? Did you say Twitch? The Twitch. Okay, Twitter. Yeah. Instagram. No. I don't think we stream. Facebook. No. Tucker shaking his head. We don't. Tucker, do you want to talk Tommy Townsend at all? Can you let yourself in here? Yeah. I can. I can let myself in. We can't have a fake punt, just absolute rocket thrown by Tommy Townsend and not give his number one fan 
an opportunity to talk a little bit. But while he's getting set up, again, we want to appreciate everybody for tuning in. We'll have a live episode of the KC Laboratory. They will go live tomorrow at 6.30 on all of these same channels. And there's Mr. Tucker Franklin to talk about Mr. Tommy Townsend. This view right here is what you see from your boss in every business call. That's the, <laughs> that's the angle that I have going on right now. Uh, but no, man, Tommy continues to show why he is not only the AFC player, special teams player of the year, he's the AFC player of the year. Oh. Um, yes, that's what I have to say. Um, you see that rocket he threw. A lot better form than last year's. Uh, if you remember last year's, he kind of did like the the overhand you know, I, whip. Hmm. I'm gonna. I'm still listening. I want to listen. Yeah, he no, did the overhand whip, but now he had a little bit more open. He was open and tighter. He activated the hips. Activated the hips. Really whipped those things out. It was a dart. You say he's been working on this. I think. Oh, he, yeah. I think he. Well, it, we should have know. known something was up when the pregame warm-up cut was him doing the DAC. Yeah. We should have known that yep. there was a trick. In, there was a trick play intact. Listen, that's a long throw. I'm just glad you're both okay after Abrams. That was a good. Moss that was a good like five after, minutes for us. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, nice. it was five that was minutes. Back to back. To back. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it was it was a good time. And Matt McMullen, shout out Matt McMullen. He likes to spoil plays for us as we sit here at the bullpen. Does and it I, for everyone. And I and I saw and I saw <laughs> it guy. said he just said Tommy Townsend. I was like, this is either going to be a really good punt <laughs> or he's going to do something incredible? <laughs> Which he always says something. Yeah, because if it was but, something bad, Matt would not have tweeted that. Right. So uh, shout out to Tommy, whose birthday was on Friday. Actually, it was his birthday. Um, I don't know how old he is though. He's older than me. Is he? You sure he about is. that? Yeah, I am sure about you that. Sure about that? He went to Tennessee for a little bit, then went back to Florida. <laughs> all right, the wheels are coming off there on this one, but we appreciate you all for tuning in. And again, we are at the Bullpen Bar and Grill in Overland Park right now, and starting December sixteenth for that Thursday night game against the Chargers. That is the first one that we are going to be at the Kingdom Bar, our new home. We've got a lot of activations, a lot of giveaways, a lot of cool stuff. So make sure to be there on Thursday, December 16th for that game against the Chargers because that is going to be a big one Mm -hmm. as the Chargers are now looking up at the Chiefs first place in the AFC West. But be there with us and again, continue to follow, subscribe, rate, review, all of those good things. We appreciate all of your support. Final thoughts? It's not a rivalry if it's one-sided. Hey-oh. Oh, I forgot I was still on. It is, kind of. No. They need to start winning more. That's it. That's all I got. You heard it from the guy right there, Hollywood Swanson, for BJ Kissel, for Kent Swanson, for Tucker Franklin, for Scott Ward, for Maddie, for Craig Stout, and everybody that was involved, and especially to Jared earlier for joining us, Jared Casey from KU Football. That was awesome to get a chance to catch up with him after his big moment last night in KU getting that win over the University of Texas. Again, we appreciate all of you for supporting what we're doing here at KC Sports Network. We will see you tomorrow night on the KC Laboratory. If not, uh, we appreciate all of you for tuning in live or if you're listening to this on Monday. Appreciate for spending part of your day with us. We will see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.